Well, hello, everyone. And uh, wait a second. Let me, first of all, welcome to Media Dos Guerra Semana. Thank you, Google Translate. Don't worry, Mike. Don't worry, Mad Mike in Poughkeepsie, New York. You have three more opportunities to scream in the name of this podcast. You want to do it, don't you? Which is the Midweek War! We miss you, Antonio. Yes, this is the Midweek War. This is one of four uh, podcasts we are recording for you tonight. We split the best wrestling of the Midweek, Ring of Honor, NXT, Lucha Underground, and Impact into four easy-to-digest podcasts for you. So you can listen to whichever ones you want. And, of course, listen to all of them, of course. It's like a Kit Kat bar. Of course, you end up eating all of them anyways. That's kind of how it works. So go to iTunes, subscribe to the Midweek War, rate, review, do all that good stuff. And if this is confusing you, go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com, the mothership, and they will get you all squared away. As I mentioned, uh, first of all, I am your friend, your host, your good pal in the mainstream media. And I am joined tonight by, well... El Diablo himself from Poughkeepsie, New York. It's Mad Mike. Hi, Mad Mike. I don't know why exactly I'm El Diablo. Is is this like a reference to it being warm in Poughkeepsie? Uh, is this a reference to me having a pointy tail? Is this a reference to me being red-faced or horny? I, I don't know. What is it, Matt? I, I don't know. I, I needed a Spanish word right there, and that was the first thing I came up with. Kind of creepy there... that that's the first one I did, but... Fair enough. Um, I, I also um, I, I, I want to bring it out. It's the Eminem boys. It is the Eminem boys. It's I M&M, almost want. And is it Eminem? Oh no, no. The, I'm, I'm I'm a New Yorker. I go for the Eminem boys, like Mantle and Maris. I wanted to break out my old timey twenties uh, baseball announcer. Well, technically not twenties, but you know what I mean. Like the old timey announcer voice, the Eminem boys. I got to do the midweek war this week. All right. Well, without further ado, we are here to discuss this week's Lucha Underground. And uh, as we do, Mike, let's start off with one word. Un palabra for Lucha Underground this week. Uh, well, no, you're doing it this week. Oh, I'm doing it this week. Yes, you are. You are. We, we talked about this in the pre-show, Matt. I'm talking about this. I thought we were very clear, but OK, OK. Send it, send it my way. So Matt, Matt, what is your una palabra this week? My una palabra this week for Lucha Underground is Tejano. Because <laughs> Homeboy was all over this show this week for, I don't know, reasons. I mean, yeah, exactly. I like him a lot. but it's, It seemed really odd that, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, hey, hey, guys, uh, we, we couldn't book anyone else, so here's Tejano <laughs> in almost every segment. It's almost like that. We got We we need one more super hot, uh, good guy for Ultima Lucha. Who do we got? Oh, let's get Tejano. Tejano's awesome. I haven't oh, seen yeah. a lot of them, but everything I've seen has been fantastic. Um, so I'm always excited. But he was everywhere. He got more TV time than Dario. But <laughs> we'll get to that. More, he got more TV time than a bunch of people on Impact. <laughs> he 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 was all over. Um. So 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 Matt, ¿cuál es tu cuál es tu bueno? Oh, mi bueno, su All bueno, right. mi bueno, su bueno, 
Ben's telling. This is the so extent. Silly. This is the this is what happens when you leave only the two of us in here to. I've taken Spanish from pre-K until senior year of high school. That is the extent. That is. Antonio is not here to save us, and we are in deep trouble. All right. Uh, my bueno. I'm going to give it obviously a lot of good stuff on lucha, as as there always is. And uh, but I, the thing that really stood out to me, uh, Alberto El Patron's post-match promo. This dude was scorching hot. After he absolutely annihilated Marty the Moth, creepy, creepy Marty the Moth. Poor, you know, Marty the Moth just—he just has a lot of Aztec pride, and he wanted to make sure Melissa Santos knew that. I, I imagine this will be a good question for um, this will be a good question for um, Krista Joseph when we welcome him onto the uh, the big the mothership onto the Wrestling Mayhem show uh, in a few weeks. Because um, I imagine that when they pitch to Melissa Santos that, hey, this week Marty the Moth is going to do a creepy thing behind you while you're introducing him, they tell him, they tell her, we promise, Melissa, this will be the last time. And it's never the last time. It's <laughs> never the last time. to no. do it again. Um, anyway, <laughs> after Alberto dispatched of Marty the Moth, we got to um, listen to Alberto just, just let loose with, with a great promo um uh, against johnny mundo mm-hmm. mike mike <laughs> i am so ready to see john morrison versus alberto i mean I, alberto <laughs> patron versus johnny mundo i oh, it's just mind control that they're doing to me it's great we're gonna party like it's 2009 matt carlins that's what's gonna I just, happen like i loved it like this is a luxury you do not get on WWE television. Every time Alberto drops back into Spanish, the subtitles pop up on your screen to explain to you what he's saying. And I like the fact that he used he used the fact that Johnny Mundo attacked his face by throwing him through the window. And he suggested that was in some way a slight on his mother. That mm-hmm. that that, that Attacking his face was an attack on his mother. His mother made that his face. Good, yeah. His mother, he got his good looks from his mom. So, <laughs> super. I, now, I have a question about this match for Ultima Lucha. Does it need a stipulation? Um, the only question on my mind was whether it would be for the, whether Alberto's uh, AAA Mega Super Duper Championship would be on the line. Oh. Uh, they have not said anything. I don't think they need the belt on the line to make this match matter. It's really not about the belt, so it doesn't have to be on the line. As far as a stipulation, I don't know. I think it kind of has know, to be some kind of like... In Lucha, well, things get out of hand no matter what. So, True, but uh, I th- I think if you full on genetted someone, there should be a Boyle Heights street fight in your future. Perhaps one or the other will pay a visit to Dario's office in the coming weeks and well, make I, that request for you. I mean, Johnny and uh, Dario are tight now, so I'm pretty sure he could ask for anything he wants. They are buddies. There's no doubt. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, to Mimalo. Yes. Um. Mike, I try to be very nice to the performers. We, we, we go out of our way not to make fun of, uh, not, not, to, uh, not to slight any of the great, uh, talented professional wrestlers. It's not their fault. All of these 
guys are very talented athletes, very talented performers, but sometimes things just don't connect. And for me right now, um, your boy Davari, it's not working for me. It's one of the few characters in Lucha Underground that just does not hit the sweet spot for me. I just don't buy it. It sounds ridiculous for me to say this, but Davari's character feels fake. Yeah. On a ridiculous <laughs> show with dragons and monsters in the basement, the, the real estate whatever kid of the real estate guy from Beverly Hills isn't working for me. Yeah, this episode seemed kind of like it was full of characters that didn't quite fit. Characters you want to see fed to Matanza. Yeah, like, <laughs> kind of. Like, like this had a lot of Divari. It had a, lo- a lot of Fernandez. Um, even Tejano to a, to a certain extent. And you had a lot of Chavo. Like, I don't know. It kind of seemed it was a weird mashup of things. Like I don't know. It it dev- I mean it wasn't bad, but it seemed off. Like I was missing more more fanatical things. Like you know what I mean? Like I was missing an arrow star or lightning ninjas or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of, a lot of like the it, it kind of felt like the B team in a way, but that's a ridiculous thing to say too, because Prince Puma was in the main event, um, and Drago was on the show, and then mm-hmm. Hernandez was on the show, and, and Tejan was on the show. So they had like tons of star power, but they also were uh, kind of bringing a few guys along for the ride too. Hey, you gotta do that sometimes. You're creating episodic television. That's that's the way it's got to go. Um, yeah, so, sometimes even even The Simpsons had a Lisa centric episode. So. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and, uh, let me see if I can hook up my combio. Me combio. What would I change? Well, well if, while while you're thinking of a combio, I I want to point out something that you haven't mentioned yet. Mm-hmm. I don't think this will be in your change because it was awesome. Um, the look on Hernandez's face when Drago first appeared at the top of the temple, <laughs> like. The like it's the only time I've actually seen Hernandez look like he belonged, because he actually sold a reaction like, "Oh, what did I just do here?" And I, I had to take a screen cap of it. And I tweeted out last night during my live tweet, and I said, "The look on your face when you realize you've picked a fight with Lucha Batman." Yeah, <laughs> and his face yeah. just like, huh? Uh, and Hernandez was making lots of faces tonight. It's kind of his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Stryker was sure to point that out to everybody too. Um, I think what it's hard to change. Uh, it's hard to always hard to come up with something to change. Um, Would you have changed to save Prince Puma in the end? Because I would. Would you have changed um, Tejano coming out at the end of the show instead of maybe someone else? No, I I, I didn't mind that at all. Um, it was weird. I, it, all right, here, here's what I would have changed. If you're going to have Tejano come out to be the surprise guy who saves Prince Puma, you should not have him on the same show beating Divari earlier in the match. Just my opinion. Because okay. Tejano's a big star, and you don't want to run him out there twice in the show. It's the law of diminishing returns in wrestling. I hear people talk about this all the time. You don't get bring the guy out twice. Um, so, yeah, so, so on a single show to have Tejano earlier in the show, and then 
Conan is talking to nothing later in the locker room, and you're wondering, well, who is that? The last person you think it's going to be is Tejano, because you already saw Tejano. Like, that guy gets scratched off. He's scratched because he's already been on Also, on Tejano and Chavo don't have prior beef with each other. Like, I thought maybe he could have been talking to Sexy Star. That would have been interesting. The, or the, even the, Aerostar, also- because we know Aerostar is related to um, the original Sinkara, to Mystico. Yeah, well, I mean, there's all sorts of interesting people that uh, you could have dragged out for that. Spot. Or but, hey, you know, you know who actually, you know what, we're, we're you know, the lead. You know who it should have been? Blue Demon Junior. No. Oh. El Dragon Azteca. Him too. Because we've been teasing him for the entire run of the show so far, and we've never seen him in person. Like, and that would have so- because he also he already. Has a beef with Travo. Like, because obviously Black Lotus hasn't gotten the job done yet, so you know, it, it, it should follow like that. I wonder if that's where we're going with this, but How know. relieved how relieved were you to see Dario Cueto back on the show? Oh, and, and right now your name. fears that he has been signed away by some Univision telenovela have been eased, at least for now. <sighs> To be fair, I would have watched whatever telenovela he got signed to. Um, our our friend Antonio Garza, he was worried <laughs> about me because I've been concerned about Dario's complete absence from Lucha Underground over the last two weeks. That uh, Antonio did a little bit of research, and next thing I knew, I was getting Mike and Molly clips on the Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook group, which you should go join right now if you're not a member right now. And there's Dario Cueto, Dario Cueto playing like a salsa instructor on Mike and Molly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Playing all sorts of random characters. What a talented what? actor. What, what a great performer. Give this man an Emmy right now. Immediately. By the way, the Wrestling Mayhem Show does not take responsibility for any bodily harm you might impact on your friends and loved ones after watching a clip of Mike and Molly. I feel like I feel like that disclaimer has to be in there. <laughs> Any, anything to keep your street cred, Mike. That's all you got to do. Exactly. Uh, so, so was there anything else on Lucha that you thought was amazing? Like, oh, I don't know, the face of Mil Muertes. Um, the fact that um, Katrina and Mil Muertes will could just can just like electric lightning themselves into any location now, mm-hmm. normal. But they prefer the locker room. They prefer the lightning electric themselves into the locker room. That's their preferred place to zap it. Maybe the lighting is just right, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that after there's been a supernatural appearance by Katrina and Mil Muertes, and they're just like, Mil Muertes looks like he's ready to just eat Prince Puma, and then they leave, and Conan just turns to him and just like, yo, man, he's just playing mind games with you. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> he disappeared in the thin air, Conan! Yeah, in yourself. That's my favorite thing. Like, Conan's seen so much. He's like, yo, Holmes, I've seen RoboCop. I've seen <laughs> Chucky. I fought the Kiss Demon. This is nothing, Holmes. Orale. He's like, don't let, their, don't let their supernatural hell magic get in your head, Prince Puma. Yeah. <laughs> Hang in there, buddy. Oh, God. Uh, all right. Puma taking it from all sides. And also, also necessary to be pointed out. Once again, Puma doesn't win clean, folks. Ever. Mm-hmm. Never, well, I, ever, ever. I think this match was also due um, 
I did read a report uh, uh, from Brandon Stroud that Chavo legitimately hurt his knee. Mm-hmm. So I think that might have had an impact as to what the match became. I'm not positive on that, but I, I think uh, Chavo was working very limited. So um, Still, Mike, you can't deny. When's the last time Puma won a match clean? Do you remember? Well, he beat uh, Johnny Mundo. All night long. I think that was a little. Um, I think there was a little shadiness in that one. There was no. D, there was no DQ though. There was debris everywhere. There was like all sorts of like. Um, but within the confines of the rules, it was totally clean. I don't know if I would count that as clean. Your definition <laughs> of clean and my definition of clean are different. That's true. I, but I watched TNA, I've watched TNA for a lot longer than you have. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. All right. Um, well, we're going to have to rank our four shows of the midweek. Mm-hmm. Um, one through four. We do add a number five ranking when a show is especially <laughs> terrible. I don't think that's going to happen this week. I think no, I'll, no, that show, that's not going to happen. Mad Mike, where do you rank Lucha Underground this week? Um, I'm going to go with uh, uh, second. Second this week. Uh, Lucha... It seemed like there was. It seemed like we were missing something, and I think it was because the main event was a little. It, it wasn't up to their usual standard, and you know, everyone. It's not like it was a bad week. It was just an off week for Lucha. You know, I mean, the backstage segments were amazing. That's that's why it's bumped up to two for me over um, the other shows I have below it. But yeah, uh, backstage segments were fun as hell, and I love Mari Moth. Any episode of Mario the Moth is immediately going to get bonus points from me. Pay no attention to me, Melissa Santos. I'm only back here waving my arms. Pretending right, um, I don't know how a moth works. Yes. Aztec pride, y'all. Um, <laughs> all right. I got Lucha number three this week. I try not to be too hard on it um, because it's awesome as usual. But it's just kind of in that groove right now. And it's a good week to uh, give a little credit to a couple of other shows on the midweek because uh, – well, let's face it, folks. Lucha Underground is the crown jewel of the midweek war, and no one is ever going to deny that. Uh, Mike, anything else before we jet on out of here? Uh, no, I, th- I think we've pretty much covered it with Lucha Underground. Muy bueno. Okay, let's get moving on because we've got a lot more work to do. we got three more podcasts to do. we still got to do Ring of Honor. we got to do Impact. we got to do NXT, so we got to get to work. Go check us out on iTunes. Go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com to get yourself some more. And we will see you next time. Wait, let me get my translation. We will see you next time on Medea Dos Guerra Semana. Also known as the Mid Week War.